0: Just while waiting for people to get in, seems like a good time to tell you that this episode of the Eurobook podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Now, it's playoff time, big stakes, bigger promotions, and DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into $200. That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy. And if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right. Pick any team still in the playoffs, bet $5. And if that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. And if basketball isn't your thing, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, ice hockey and so much more all week long. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win and if they do, you can claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Right, so as you can see, um, because there is no Hayden or Obman Rush, as you can see over there on the left-hand side of the screen, I'm on my own this evening. Uh, He's away, um, so I'm there on my own, and I'm going to talk through all the IIHF World Championships that have been going on as they stand at the moment. Uh, Let me know in the live chat how you think things are going, get involved uh, this evening, and uh, we hopefully can have a great discussion, just be around... An hour or so um, and uh, we can have a bit of a chat we can see how the teams have been doing in the early stages some have been really quite good some have been pretty appalling let's be honest some have uh, some have not done well at all um, mainly Canada um, and we'll just have a look through and see how everything is going is everything going okay on the stream I'll just bring it up on my uh, Second screen, just check everything's uh, going okay. Uh, Good evening to you, Notquid. I hope you're uh, doing well. Everything uh, going... A tournament of upsets. Yes, it very much is um, at the moment. Just check that uh, everything's going okay. Yes, it seems to be. Uh, Yeah, tournament of upsets. So I've, uh, with the preparation that I've done, let's bring up... uh, Let's start with the standings. There we go. And we'll have a look through how the teams have been doing. We'll start in, in Group A, the uh, Great Britain's group, uh, where Slovakia are the early pace setters Three wins from three games for Slovakia. They've beaten Russia, they've beaten Great Britain, and they have beaten Belarus. That Russia game was a really uh, interesting one as we had it uh, a few days ago. When was that Russia game again? That was uh, the 24th yesterday, of course, uh, where Slovakia... Russia, then Russia in second, Switzerland in third, Denmark in fourth, who just about an hour ago have taken an overtime victory against Great Britain, then Belarus just on the wrong side of the playoffs looking in, the Czech Republic in sixth, who haven't got off to a good start in their tournament either, although they did get an overtime victory uh, earlier on. In the last few days, when was uh, that? It was an overtime victory again yesterday against Belarus. And then Great Britain in 7th we We've climbed a place uh, after the overtime loss today. And at the bottom of Group A, rather surprisingly for a lot of people, I would suspect, Sweden, who have played two, lost two at the moment. They lost by a goal to nil to Belarus and by four goals to three to Denmark. So not a good start for, uh, for Sweden in the World Championships. Then if we look at Group B, it's Germany again at the top, three for three in uh, in Group B. Latvia in second, maybe surprising quite a few people there, particularly Obman Rush or Hayden, as you guys know, him, who, as I said, is not here with me today, but uh, drew Denmark and Latvia in our kind of UK ice hockey media sweepstake. And he wasn't very happy with uh, those teams that he drew. But as you can see, Both of them are currently in the playoffs. Uh, At the moment, uh, both of my teams, which I've got, uh, I've got the Czech Republic and I've got Italy. I'm the person, I'm the only person, apart from Chris Ellis, who doesn't have a team in the playoffs at all. So not great uh, for there. Then the USA are in third, who lost their opening game, but have since picked up a couple of wins, including a big 5-1 victory over Canada. Kazakhstan, sorry, Finland in fourth. Kazakhstan again, just outside the uh, the playoffs. Norway in sixth, and then at the bottom seventh, Canada no points, three games, three losses, and Italy no points, three games, three losses. Italy you can kind of understand probably, uh, Canada you definitely can't. So whilst those are up on the uh, on the screen, I'll I'll chat to you guys a bit. What do you guys? Think about the opening so far. I know Nokie said tournament of upsets. Uh good evening to you, Andrew, who says, uh, very surprised Canada and Sweden have no points so far. And I think, yeah, that that is very true. Um, and they haven't started well. I know that when I've been talking to Hayden throughout the week, he said that you know the Canadian squad is very young, which which yes it is. And I think as we mentioned last week, or might have been a couple of weeks ago, um, it's almost a bit of a leveller because if Canada, Sweden, America were able to pick their top players every single time, then they would almost run away with it all the time. If you had your your Crosby's, McDavid's, Matthews playing all the time, then they might run away with it a bit. Whereas because the players, they're in the playoffs and, the, and they can't play for the national side, it almost levels those sides out a bit. Um, and I think, that has really done wonders for, for some of the other teams. Look at uh, Latvia, who managed to to overturn Canada 2-0. They shut out Canada on the opening day of the of the tournament. You've got teams like Germany. I don't think many people expected Germany to go 3-0 uh, to start their tournament. Uh, not quite. as well. Yeah, well, we sh- I should point out as well, we've got two games that are going to start uh, in just over five minutes time. We've got Finland against Norway. It's a great kind of battle of the uh, the Nordic nations there. And then Switzerland against Sweden. So whilst I'm talking live, if there are any goals in that, I will let you know. Um, and I know probably not Quite, because you are Finnish, if I remember uh, correctly, will probably tell us any Finland and Norway goals. Um, Andrew, yeah, lack of NHL players coming across has affected the big sides. I think it has. Yes. And I think it, it, I think it has affected the big sides. And I think the other teams as well kind of sense this as, as being an opportunity. Uh, good evening to you, Jamie, There's says very interesting playoffs coming up. I, I mean, I completely agree with that as well. Um, you know, I think it... It will be a very interesting playoffs, particularly if a team that you don't expect to get into those uh, knockout stages do. Uh, having good domestic league uh, and lots of players in the KHL is how you can reliably make a good team in this tournament. Yeah, I, I can see that as well. I think that you look at, let's take this Danish side that that I watched this afternoon when when they played GB. You've got the Danish side whose defence is only KHL and SHL players. The forwards do have more kind of Danish Metal League and players in there, but the defence is is solid. And I think it's almost maybe Denmark have come in with the mentality that they don't need to score a lot of goals if they can keep the puck out of their own net. Now, it worked a bit against Great Britain, only conceded two goals, won the game. Against Switzerland, they only conceded one goal, but still lost the game because they didn't they didn't score themselves. And then against Sweden, winning by four goals to three on, the op- on their opening game of the season, again, was a really strong showing from Denmark. I think Denmark is strong. I think, obviously, being a bit biased, I think Great Britain, yes, whilst we're never going to make the playoffs. I think what has shown over the last two years is just how far the Great Britain side has come. If we look at the last time Great Britain played Denmark, which was in the last World Championships two years ago, Denmark won that by nine goals to nil. And today it was a 3-2 overtime victory. And Great Britain, of course, have only really had the Elite Series, that mini tournament that we've spoken about on this before. And we didn't have any warm-up games. I know some other countries played... you know, quite a few warm up games haven't had that either haven't had a full league domestic season so i think it's really strong for um for for great britain in the future and i know i've i've seen a few things that have said they're going to climb up in the world rankings regardless of of how they do in this tournament up to 17th from 19th uh, i believe so i think there are there are strong ones there as well uh, just I'm conscious of not rabbiting on too long without uh, letting you guys chime in. Uh, the MVP show, do you guys think this is one of the worst team Canadas we've seen at the Worlds for a while? I mean, certainly on the the opening performance, you, you'd have to say that perhaps it is. You look at um, some of their te- you've got, they've played Germany, they've played the USA, and they've played Latvia. If you look at the group that they've got to to go with, you've got you know, they've still got to play Finland, always going to be a tough side. Kazakhstan have proven themselves to be to be a bit awkward in, the, in this tournament as well. They've ground out two overtime wins against Latvia and Finland. Norway, you know, they have won a game as well. Yes, OK, it was against Italy, but they might have, you know, they might feel like they might be able to put a charge on towards the playoffs. And then Italy... Um, themselves, you would feel that Canada will beat that game, even though it's it's not been a particularly strong Canadian side as as we've had it at the moment. Um, so there is a lot to be to say to be said for it to be not a very good Canada side. I mean, could you? They're already what a game and a bit back. They're two get. They've got four games to play, and they're effectively two games back from the playoffs already. So they really need to turn it around quickly because otherwise we could see a world championships where canada haven't made it out of the uh, the group stages which i think would be a big big shock um but i think there are some surprises in there i think maybe some people are a bit surprised at how belarus have done um so far a big uh, they had a big win against sweden uh, and then an overtime loss against the czech republic they're on the on the cusp of the playoffs denmark as well i think some people are Will be uh, slightly surprised at, at what they've done, um, and I think it's just proven to be a really interesting tournament so far. I think you, what it's proven is you can go into this game and you never know who's going to to win what. I think it it certainly makes it more interesting for for a neutral. Like in in previous years, as a Great Britain fan, you would, you would watch a game like maybe the USA against Kazakhstan and you don't really care too much but but now it's you feel like Kazakhstan might be able to get something from the USA and any team could get something from from any of the other teams uh Finland pretty much every year drop one surprising game which will function as a wake up call that there are not legit bad teams in the tournament and you have to always give it your all and i think that's i think that's right as well in that yeah okay everyone remembers that you know, Great Britain—they haven't been in it for so long. They got in it a, a while ago, but you, Great Britain, are nineteenth in the world rankings, and they're the bottom side. You've got sixteen teams from the top nineteen in the world, and I think because ice hockey is starting to become a bit more global, and we're seeing it in recent years with with the likes of Liam Kirk getting drafted. You've seen. More players from, from Europe. I think this year, from memory, was the most Europeans we've ever had drafted into the NHL. You've got the KHL is obviously getting stronger and stronger. You've got players going back and forth from there. I think that the teams are becoming much more kind of evenly matched. And we've seen, and I'm sure people like Andrew will be able to say this as well alongside me, that we've seen in the Great Britain games so far that Liam Kirk seems to be a step ahead of his teammates, can see the play a bit better. And that's not saying the rest of the Great Britain roster are bad. They're certainly not. But the the time away in America has done him so much good because you can just see he's a completely different player coming back. So just have a swig of drink. He is a, he is a completely different player. So those two games this evening, the Norway against... Um, Finland and the Sweden against Switzerland games are just about to start. So again, if there are any goals in the first period, I'll probably go to around about seven o'clock, maybe a little bit just before. Um, see if any of those games, uh, if they get a goal in the first tournament, we'll let you know and we'll do it uh, live here on the Puck podcast. But let's have a bit of a look now at the results so far in the uh, in the World Championships. So. What we've got here, we've got uh, Group A on the left-hand side of the screen and Group B on the right-hand side of the screen. Um, So if we just run through, we'll run through the fixtures, uh, sorry, we'll run through the results in Group A at the moment. So in the opening game of uh, of the tournament, we had Russia against the Czech Republic and the Russians coming out four free victors in that one. Uh, They got uh, two goals. In fact, it was a goal just 19 seconds from the end that was the difference between those two sides. Uh, So again, really quite close in that one. Slovakia then managed to put five past Belarus. It was 3-0 by the end of the first period. In fact, it was 3-0, just 11 minutes in. Slovakia really dominating the uh, the start to that. Uh, And then we move into what was Saturday uh Denmark against Sweden a close one and I think a lot closer than people would have thought um in in that one Denmark I don't think many people thought they would go with Sweden but then again this was the first time we saw this Swedish side and realized that they they weren't going as far as um you know they weren't doing as well as people would suspect they've lost their their opening two games they really need to pick one up today because otherwise they're going to be in big trouble uh Andrew Kirk's definitely the star player for GB Bounds doing well in net and well deserved man of the match for Tetlo today in game against Denmark yeah i mean Bounds always seems to pull out his A game when we're at the world championships he's always uh he's always there pulling off some some miraculous saves uh, there is uh is Ben Bounds oh and Norway have apparently scored thank you not quit. so uh good start there for the norwegians not so good uh, for um, For Finland, Norway now replace Finland in the uh, playoffs as it stands at the moment. Of course, we're really early on in this game. What was that, about first minute? Uh, It's Yeah, second minute. Uh, Norway have scored, thanks to Mattis Olim. He uh, got 21 points in 34 regular season games for Wolfsburg in the DEL this season. So a handy player there as well. Uh, So then we'll just carry on then. So yeah, Denmark 4, Sweden 3 in Group A. I'm going to run for all of Group A first. Uh, GB they were a bit slow to get going finding themselves 7-1 losers to Russia again it was 4-0 at the end of the first period and and the game had just had it from then really Uh, and then we move on to Switzerland against the Czech Republic 5-2 to Switzerland Uh, again it was uh, they were just more consistent throughout the game really there were a couple of uh, early penalties for Switzerland but a 2-0 second period put them on the front foot and then a 2-1 Third period, bearing in mind that the Czech Republic also swapped their netminder out at the start of the third period. Uh, So difficulties there for the Czech Republic. Uh, And then the game against Slovakia, GB against Slovakia, a really close game. Uh, We all kind of fought. Well, certainly I did as well. I think I was out at the time. Uh, When was this? This was on Sunday. I was, get, I was getting some bits to do some DIY when the game first started and I got uh, messages from uh, Anthony Russell, who I'm sure might pop up in the chat later on. I think he said he was uh, having his dinner at the moment. Uh, 25 seconds in, it took Slovakia to score against GB and kind of we all thought, OK, this is not going to go well. Uh, the way that uh, GB wanted it to. But um, they managed to pull it back. Liam Kirk, two minutes and three seconds into the second period, Slovakia had to change their uh, netminder due to an injury to Conrad. Uh, But then it was only two and a half minutes after that that Slovakia went 2-1 up again. And no matter what GB did, they couldn't quite get it back. Uh, And uh, they ended up losing by two games to one. Uh, Belarus then managed to beat Sweden by a goal to nil. It was a third period goal, 33 seconds into the third period. I think that was a shock that uh, most people didn't uh, expect to see. Uh, Switzerland beating Denmark 1-0, another close game there. Slovakia then beating Russia 3-1 was a a result that I don't think anybody uh, foresaw coming. Or the uh, Russian Olympic Committee team, I think it is uh, at the moment, because they're not supposed to be called Russia. Um, And then what have we got finally? We've got the Czech Republic against Belarus. Again, another tight game there. 3-2, the Czech Republic beating Belarus. Uh, That one actually needed overtime yesterday evening. Uh, How much of overtime did it take? A minute and 23 for them to get past uh, Belarus. The first game uh, in Group A that went to uh, overtime as well. And then... As we know, that finished about an hour before I started this. Great Britain falling two goals to one down to Denmark. And I think the big thing that that Great Britain suffered with here uh, is penalties in the overtime period. They took two penalties in the overtime period and spent most of it on the penalty kill. And the result was that basically, eventually, the defence broke down and Denmark were able to get the extra point. But GB have got the point that they wanted to lift them off the bottom of um group a i was uh, talking to hayden before i came on here and we kind of both agreed that even though there is no relegation this year i think a good thing for gb is that if they can finish not at the bottom and kind of go away with the mindset of even if there was relegation it wouldn't have been us anyway that is uh you know that will be good for gb they've got some games which The teams they're playing, they've got to play Switzerland, who I think are the strongest of the teams they've got to play left. They've got to play Belarus, who that could be a tight game, could get another overtime out of that. And then they've got to play the Czech Republic and Sweden, which is a bit of an unknown entity because in normal situations, you'd say, well, Czech Republic and Sweden, GB won't really stand too much of a chance. But they've been playing so poorly at the start of this World Championships. They might kick into gear by the time that GB come around, but they've been playing so poorly that perhaps GB might fancy the chances a bit. Maybe not necessarily a victory, but maybe they could get uh, you know, something out of uh, out of those games. Uh, so still nil nil between Sweden and Switzerland, but uh, as uh, Nock would have said, 1-0 between Norway and Finland. If we move into Group B then, uh, we have got, uh, well, the opening game, it started quite strongly for the German side. 9-4 victory against Italy. Now, Italy might have felt that they had a chance here. Uh, 2-2 at the end of the of the first period, but the Germans just completely changed their mindset, completely turned the screw in the second period, winning the second period by five goals to nil to put them 7-2 up. Uh, and just really, that just killed the game off. And whilst the... Um, Whilst the third period was 2-2 as well, Italy just didn't really stand a chance of getting back into that game. Uh, Then if we have a look at the next one, so then there was the big shock. Latvia beating Canada by two goals to nil. Now, this was the first game for Canada. Nobody saw this result. Canada nil, Latvia 2 I don't think, as someone, if they'd have bet on that scoreline, they'd have probably made a lot of money. Um, if we just to have a look at the statistics from the game, Latvia only had 17 shots, Canada had 38. Um, so great work there from the Latvian netminder to uh, to keep a 38-shot shutout. Uh, the Latvian netminder in that was Matis Kivalenkis, who uh, has been playing in the AHL. Uh, he had a couple of games in the NHL for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Uh, 3.4 goals against average this season, but uh, spent more of the time with the Cleveland Monsters in the AHL. A great start for Latvia there. Germany then consolidating their position at the top with a 5-1 victory over Norway. And then Finland against the USA. I think a lot of people thought this might be a close game, and it proved to be that. Finland winning by two goals to one. Uh, And then Latvia against Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Uh, Kazakhstan. This one went to a penalty shootout uh, after being two all at the end of 60 minutes. Uh, nothing in overtime and then it was it needed eight penalty shots each and eventually Kazakhstan won by four goals to three in the shootout to win by three goals to two overall. Uh, Norway then beat Italy by four goals to one. Kazakhstan then beat Finland by two goals to one. So Kazakhstan have had a really good start uh, as well in, in this tournament. Uh, then uh, the USA against Canada, the two kind of heavyweights in uh, in hockey. And that was, well, a runaway victory for, for the USA, really. Five goals to one, a 3-0 second period there, really consolidated that. Latvia then beat Italy by three goals to nil. And then another kind of, I may, maybe some people were thinking that Germany, the informed side, Canada really out of form, having lost their first two games. Three uh, one victory for Germany against Canada, uh, and that was yesterday evening. To to really put Germany, as I said, free from free at the top, uh, and Canada uh, no nought from free at the bottom. USA beating Kazakhstan by three goals to nil yesterday as well. Just to um, so that was uh, not yesterday. That was earlier on today. Uh, one goal in each period there for the USA, meaning they take the victory over Kazakhstan. So if we'll jump it back to the standings, we can see how things look at the moment. As I said, live store scores at the moment mean that Finland and Norway have swapped uh, in that fourth and sixth position in Group B. Uh, so, ah, good evening to you, uh, Anthony. Yes, Norway leading Finland, Russia losing to Slovakia, Germany pumping Canada, Kieran Long finally playing for GB. The world has turned upside down. Uh, not quite. What's my take on having majority of your national team consisting of naturalised players? I think Kazakhstan has a lot of Canadian and at least one Swede on the team. I'll get elite prospects up and have a look at that uh, for you. I mean,. I think there is a place for for dual nationals. I know a lot of the Great Britain side used to be used to be dual nationals. Um, it kind of does depend on. I think in my view they should have like been trained in that country or, or spent some time in that country. I think what is slightly not necessarily off because it's it's well within it, but having um, players who. I kind of like have parents who are one Kazakhstan and, and one Canadian, but they very rarely go to Kazakhstan. But they they will play for Kazakhstan because they don't necessarily know they'll get into the into the Canadian sides. Um, so yeah, I think you've got uh, one, two, two Canadian, uh, sorry, three uh, Kazakhstani Canadian sides. Uh, it's Canadian players, sorry, in the Kazakhstan side, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Kazakhstani uh, kazakhstanian Russian players in in that side. So you've got ten players in that team. I mean, everybody in that Kazakhstan side, uh, apart from the three netminders and five outskaters playing the KHL or the VHL. So, which I think is kind of what you would expect from from Kazakhstan, but. Um, I think as long as they're not completely, as Anthony says, this uh, uh, dual uh, GB nineteen ninety four all over again, where I think pretty much every single player bar one was it was a dual national for GB in nineteen ninety four when they were last in the world championships. So, and there's certainly something to uh, be said for it. But of course, if they're legitimate players for that country, unless the IIHF comes down hard and says no, you must. Only have a certain number of of dual nationals in your um in your side, then I think as long as they're you know they're the best players that are eligible to play for that team. Um, right. So I've been going about half an hour now. I've covered all the the standings at the moment and and the results. And obviously, I'll we'll keep our eye on the on the standings so far um, as they're going on in the um, in the two games this evening. Still, just the one goal to Norway in either of those two games. What I thought we'd do is give kind of a mid-term report. Um, as I'm sure many people um, get uh, you know, mid-term reports from from school and, and half-term reports and just kind of give the teams, uh, this is where we're, really, uh, we're looking for your interaction as well, um, kind of a rating out of 10 for um, how they've been doing so far in the World Championships. And I thought 16 teams... A couple of minutes on each team to give me a chance to say it and then for it to go through to the stream and for you guys to to give your... Oh, it's a goal for Sweden. Sweden have taken the lead against Switzerland. Sorry to interrupt myself. Uh, Nine minutes in, uh, Sweden have taken the lead against Switzerland uh, by a goal to nil. I'll just wait for it to come through and say who who scored that one. Um, What I found interesting is that Great Britain at the moment have more points than Canada and Sweden in the in the world championships. Um and Canada are now the only side. I saw this again on Twitter earlier. Canada are the only side not to have led a game in the uh, in the world championships. Jesper Froden for uh, Sweden who's played for Schleftia in the SHL 40 points in 52 regular season games uh for Schleftia 44 in 64 in total after the playoffs as well uh has put Sweden ahead uh, in their game against Switzerland, so yes, uh, I thought I'd give every team uh, a rating out of ten. We'll go um, just in. How we do this? We'll start in Group A. Let's let's start in Group A, and then we will work through from there. And we may as well just go down the standings, really. So we'll start at the top of uh, Group A, and that is, of course, with Slovakia, who I feel. I think for a team like Slovakia, they've won three from three. They've beaten Belarus, they beat Great Britain, but that game against Russia was, was a really strong one for them as well. And I think Slovakia, you can't ask for much more than winning three from three. And I think for that, you've got to look at... Well, for me, it's a 10 out of 10 for Slovakia to start with, whether you guys uh, agree or not. Three um, from three, nine points, obviously three points for regulation, regulation. Uh, Time win. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my score for uh, Slovakia anyway. One interesting thing, and, and I will get to it later, but with Norway beating Finland at the moment, Canada are two games back from the playoffs with with two to go. So they really need to start winning or they might not make it into the playoffs. So Slovakia for me, 10 out of 10. Uh, three wins from three games. You can't ask for much more than that. Uh, now, Russia... Um, They started off really strongly. Two wins, uh, obviously, they beat uh, the Czech Republic and Great Britain, who, as things stand at the moment, are the two sides that are towards... Well, they are the two bottom sides in Group A. Um, But they did have a loss to Slovakia, which perhaps you you wouldn't have expected. So maybe you you knock a couple of points off for that, maybe give them an eight, eight and a half, something like that. Again, I'll be interested to see what... uh, You guys think in the live chat, I mean, naturally, I think you're just going to go. The scores are going to come down as you go further down the list. 2-0 now for Sweden uh, in that game against Switzerland. Uh, Let me just get that up for you. So that's two goals in the space of 95 seconds for Sweden. Adrian Kemp, uh, the Los Angeles Kings player, 29 points in 56 games for the LA Kings this year. He's been with them for four years now. And Switzerland, uh, sorry, Sweden are really taking control of that game against Switzerland early doors. Uh, Andrew, Slovakia made it hard work against GB, but agree, hundred percent win record and beating Russia, can't disagree with a ten. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's true. In Russia again, you knock a couple of points off perhaps for for losing to Slovakia, um, which is something that you perhaps wouldn't expect. Slovakia. Potentially dark horses in this tournament. We'll have to, to see how it goes throughout uh, the course of this. So in 9 out of 10, because there's always room for improvement. True, true. I mean, an average, so they're only conceding an average of 1.3 goals per game. Sovaki get a 9. Can't give anyone a 10 for even three robbing games, even if it's Russia in there. Okay, I mean, I think you'd you give them a 10 if they ended up winning 7 from 7, wouldn't you, really, um, from, from the round-robin stages. Uh, so then Russia again, a couple of marks off from there, maybe an 8 uh, there from Russia, because they're, they're still in a good position, don't get me wrong, um, particularly with um, the way things are going at the moment, uh, with everybody having played free. So we're almost at the halfway point of the group stage. Uh, Russia in second place. Can't complain too much. Um, about that, Switzerland started off really well. A couple of uh, a couple of wins, and so they're they're finding themselves on the wrong end of the results against Sweden at the moment. Um, but a couple of wins for Switzerland early on. They they ground out a one 0 victory against Denmark. Five two victory against the Czech Republic. I'm not convinced we've seen the best from the Czech Republic yet in this in this uh, tournament either. Uh, but Switzerland probably up there in around, in around the seven and the eights as well so far. Obviously that might uh, come down a bit if Sweden carry on on this uh, course and end up putting five or six past them. But it's about time we started seeing Sweden uh, playing the way that we thought they uh, would be able to. Denmark as well. I think Denmark, for me anyway, uh, Denmark are probably up there with around a seven and an eight as well because although they uh, they found themselves on that, the the wrong end of that 1-0 win uh sorry the 1-0 defeat to switzerland i don't think anyone and i and i might be wrong here but i'm not sure that anybody really thought that denmark would do as well as they have done early doors whether you know, the the swedens and the and the czech republics kick themselves into gear and um knock denmark out of the playoff spots or whether denmark can try and find a way to hold on to it they've played sweden They've played uh, Great Britain and they've played Switzerland. So they've still got to face Slovakia, Russia, so you know they've still they've still got to face those uh, those top teams in that group so they might find themselves dropping out of the playoffs. Be interesting this time next week when uh, to come back into this when I think most of the um, most of the group stages will be well they'll be well underway. when does the group stage finish on the first. Which is when I get the calendar up. Yeah, this time next week. So when we do the podcast next week, obviously we'll have finished um, the the group stages. We'll be ha- we'll be able to do a proper kind of autopsy of some of these teams if if they fail to make it. Uh, yes, thank you to to Notquik, who says that uh, yeah Finland have tied it. Uh, it's uh, Ati Ottomar has uh, tied it for Finland. He's spent the year uh, with Lokomotiv Yaroslavl in the KHL. Uh, not too many points, 17 points in 57 games, uh, but he's tied it for Finland at 1 all, uh, which means Finland go back into the playoff spots as things are at the moment. Uh, Belarus again in fifth. Uh, they've won one, lost in overtime one, and lost in regulation one. They lost to Slovakia uh, on the opening day. Then they beat Sweden 1 0. That was a good, hard victory. Uh, for Belarus and a three-two overtime defeat to the Czech Republic, don't think they can be too harsh about that either. I've, if you were going to pick teams at the end of the the group stage who wouldn't make the playoffs, Great Britain, of course, would have to be in there in, in Group A. But then you'd feel like Denmark and Belarus would be there anyway. So at the as as well, sorry. So at the midway point for Belarus to only be one point outside of the playoffs. I think they've done well, kind of six and seven out of ten there for Belarus to start off as well. I think they got caught out of the gate a bit against Slovakia. And I think they have uh, turned it around, you know, four points out of a possible six in the last two games. They uh, I don't think they would complain too much about it. I mean if they do that again, eight points might not be enough to get into the into the playoffs, but maybe it will be enough to sneak into fourth place. We'll have to, to see what happens over the next week. Uh, and then we get to Sweden, who probably, their ratings probably going to change significantly if, um, you know, depending on uh, if they hold on to this 2 0 lead as it is at the moment. Because if they go naught for free, then you've really got to feel that Sweden are probably gonna, getting a 0 out of 10 if, if they go naught for free in the um, in it so far. 0 for free, can't be having that from Sweden, not a team that's that's had so much uh, success in the World Championships in the past. Czech Republic, again, they managed to get an overtime victory as uh, so they've got two points from a possible nine, not strong for them there either. Um, and, you know, they've not had a good showing uh, so far in, in this World Championships. Hopefully they will, um, you know, kind of pick it up and uh, get something more from the World Championships. You feel as though the Czech Republic are a side that, Need to get themselves into the playoffs, so um, yeah, no, no. Uh, Martins, when was the last time GB stayed in the top group of the world championships for three years straight? Uh, I'm not 100% sure I know the answer to that one. Uh, Anthony, I know in the chat, probably um, able to get that up for me probably faster than I uh, will be able to. Um, as somebody knows. Um, Probably really long in the early days when the World Championships were also like the Winter Olympics. Because don't forget, Great Britain have won a gold medal at uh, at the World Championships Stroke Olympics in 1936 in Berlin. They won the gold medal in the ice hockey. And it's kind of all gone downhill from there. And then Great Britain at the bottom of Group A. They've only got one point from three. However, if you look at how Great Britain have done in previous years you've got to say that, yes, they were caught out against Russia, but they've gone from a 7-1 defeat to a 2-1 defeat and then an overtime defeat. Great Britain are getting better all the time in this tournament. And I know that British fans in particular will go, oh, we're really happy with the way the team's played in this tournament. You know, 6-7 out of 10. Yes, the Russia game wasn't what we wanted, but in those final two games, really strong performance from GB. So I don't think, even though as it stands at the moment, bottom of the of, of Group A, They've got a point. Uh, don't forget Canada and Italy, or Canada in particular, don't have any points so far from their free games. So we'll just finish up then. We'll move into Group B. It's now 20-7. to 7. Um, So we'll move into Group B, where Germany, three from three, at the top. I'll, I'll bend to popular opinion from Anthony and, and Andrew and, and not quit as well, that um, that say... Uh, 9 out of 10, because they haven't won 7 from 7 yet. Anthony, GB can hang. That's all they need to do this year. I think from, from a GB point of view, and my point of view in GB anyway, is yes, okay. it doesn't matter if they come bottom of the group this year, because there is no relegation this year. However, I think from a progress point of view and a kind of morale and a yes we can do this and we deserve to be here long time point of view if they can avoid finishing 16th out of 16 and say we wouldn't have got relegated anyway i think for for me that's going to be really strong for for great britain yes okay we might not get another win i think if you're looking for a win then I think Belarus is probably the best option, considering the other teams are Switzerland, Sweden, and the Czech Republic. So maybe Belarus is the best option, but they've but they've been playing well. Um, but I think if we can maybe pick up another overtime loss, get another point, you know, just get ourselves a, a, a couple of points. I think Italy, Italy, have played Germany, Norway, and Latvia, so they've got Canada, the USA, uh, Finland and Kazakhstan to play, I think it's unlikely that Italy will get themselves a point. Um, So if we can say, oh yeah, we wouldn't have come bottom anyway, I, th- I think that's good from Great Britain. Of course, as there are with any world championships in any sport, really, you've got your powerhouse countries and your not-so-powerhouse countries. Look at the Football World Cup, the Rugby World Cup. Football, you're looking at... Brazil, Argentina, Germany, Spain—those kind of countries in rugby. It's always kind of New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, England. You are always going to have these powerhouse countries. And I think if Great Britain can just kind of progress a little bit, get a little bit closer, maybe you know, I know they're going to rise in the rankings a bit. But go from you know nineteenth up to seventeenth. Maybe they finish you know penultimate, you know fifteenth out of sixteen this year. Then maybe next year they target fourteen. Maybe they get a target, you know, a regulation time win or two. Uh, and just try and progress gradually up and it kind of, I don't want to kind of sound and and some people like like Anthony and Andrew know, know my roles within Great Britain Hockey, but yes, we're not going to see it instantly, but to have this sustained, we've got to look at the the British development because this group of players have been together for quite a while and eventually the people at the top are going to start dropping off. Just look at to Jonathan Phillips today 100 games for GB. He's not going to get 200, he's probably not going to get 150. So, we need to start bringing this, this new generation through. And I think it, you know, we need to look at it from a sustainable point of view for GB. What we don't want to do is not have the players coming through and then dropping down into, you know, division one, division two again and being there for a while. Anyway, back to um, Group B. Uh, Latvia, again, I think a lot of people are surprised by Latvia as well. Two wins and an overtime loss for seven points out of nine. They beat Canada, they beat Italy, and they lost on penalties to Kazakhstan. So they've still got the likes of Germany, USA, Finland to, to come. In fact, they've played the bottom three in that group at the moment. So maybe their position is a little bit kind of false at the moment. They've got to play Germany, USA, Finland, Norway the other top four teams out of the five in that group so maybe it's it's not quite um you know maybe it's not quite true maybe you look to see them lower down come the end of uh, end of the group stages (laughs) Uh, Anthony if anyone can argue about the sustained development over a long period of time British hockey with a lot of losses on the way it's you yes all right if anyone um, does listen to the Nottingham Lions commentaries they'll know how uh, many octaves my voice went through when we when we won uh, a couple of weeks ago um, but uh, yeah um, yeah so USA they lost their opening game which uh, I think it was only 2-1 though against Finland and then they had the 5-1 win against uh sorry the 5-1 win against Canada and then the 3-0 win against Kazakhstan I think that realistically the USA they're getting stronger within this tournament they're, they will be up there towards the end of the end of the group stages um, Finland as well they've only played two at the moment they're now drawing with uh, with Norway a win an overtime loss and at the moment it will go to overtime as well perhaps Finland will have would have hoped to to beat Kazakhstan but if you're picking up points in every single game, which Finland are at the moment and are as it stands, you can't complain too much um, That with the way they're doing. Uh, not quite. Finland will always have a hard time to have comparable depth compared to other countries that have cities with more population than our whole country. Yes, I know that um, when I was watching the Eurovision Song Contest, yes, no points for GB. Um <laughs> When we Sorry, for the United Kingdom, it is in that, isn't it? And um, my partner was talking about like San Marino and she wasn't even sure where San Marino was. The population of San Marino is smaller than some towns here in the UK. It, it is insane in uh, in some respects. Um, yeah, Finland, as you said, depth there. But Finland, you know, they always do okay in, in the World Championships. You'd expect them to be in the top four in, in that group, although I think that is the... I would argue group B is the stronger group than group A because you've got your Canada, your USA, your Finland, Germany. Like I think those four would be the ones you'd expect out of that group, but see Canada really need to turn it around to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, Finland currently drawing one all with Norway. Um, Norway in fifth spot on the outside looking in lost the opening game to, to Germany, but then beat Italy. Without wanting to be too presumptuous, I kind of feel like beating Italy is is almost par for the course. I mean, they're conceding five goals a game on average. So it, it's not great from an Italian point of view. 9-4, 4-1, um, So you almost feel like teams will pick up the victory against Italy. Uh, Kazakhstan two overtime wins, uh, sorry, two penalty wins against Latvia and Finland before losing to the USA. Again, I mean, they've got four points. They haven't killed off anybody in, in regulation yet. So, that's why they're, you know, they're on four points and are in sixth place rather than having six points or in third place. So, they are, and again, they've come against Latvia, Finland and the USA. They've still got a So they've played probably the harder teams in the group. They've still got to play Germany, of course. Um, But they will probably think about playing um, and picking up a few more wins. Uh, Canada. Well, (laughs) I mean, what can you say about Canada in this World Championship so far? Uh, Three games. They've scored two goals in three games. Uh, They've conceded 10. They've lost all three in regulation. They have played... Latvia, the USA and Germany. So maybe the, um, the saving grace for them is they've played the top three in that group. Finland, Norway, Kazakhstan, Italy. Maybe Canada can, can sneak themselves in. What's already pretty much a certainty is they're not going to top the group because they're three games back from the top of the group and they've only got four games left to play in the group stage. So you know, Canada find themselves coming up against a Russia in 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 the first round of the of the playoffs, which would be you know, maybe an early exit for Canada, um, and then Italy at the bottom, where I don't think realistically we expected Italy to do much in the in this World Championships. I mean, correct me if if you believe I'm wrong, but I think the three losses in in three games, I think we were kind of expecting that. You come into the World Championships, you think right, Italy and Great Britain, they'll be bottom of the groups, um, and that's uh, what. Uh, has really come to light. Uh, Anthony Russell, two goals in three games. It's Nottingham Forest numbers. They're a football team for anyone who's not 100% sure. The difference being, Anthony, is that two goals in three games in football, you can still get a couple of wins and a draw with that. In, in ice hockey, two goals in three games is not going to do you a great deal given the uh, higher number of goals you get in ice hockey. And obviously you can still get to, uh, two wins and a draw, but um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, yeah, I think Canada's problems go beyond uh, trying to score in a football goal. Uh, North American teams usually have some problems at the start on the big ice, but this is way beyond that. I think so, yes, to be honest. I think even on the big ice, I mean, yes, okay, the ice is bigger, but and it probably does feel a lot bigger when you're out there, but in terms of pure measurements... Like it's not like it's double the size um and i think and i've seen it and i probably i'm going <laughs> to cause myself some problems with with the people at the at the notting line here, 'cause because i know it's been it's been said there before we don't play as well on the big ice where there's a bit more space but you've got to be able to to adapt to these situations and i'm not being funny but they know that it's it's on the big ice it's always on the big ice and it's only in the same reason that um Oh, uh, you don't have the the trapezoid. You just adapt to it. Uh, not sure what's up with Canada at the moment. It feels like nobody has gelled. It's twenty guys skating about in the same shirt rather than a team. Yeah, I think mean, there is perhaps some of that as well. Um, if we look at if we, let's have a look at the Canadian roster because I know it is a, it is a youngish roster because all the top Canadian players uh, are in the NHL. You know, trying to. Trying to get that Stanley Cup, which they which they so desperately want. Uh, if, of course, elite prospects is going to load form, which it doesn't look like, it's going to at the moment. Um, it's just and we'll do it on uh, on him. You've you've got players. You know, none of the players jump out at you as being the NHL stars, and I think that's the problem that the north american signs have as well as as the bigger ice that um that um has, has come out with there i think it is just here we go we have got it up now uh canada so we've got there's a lot of AHL and, and nhl players in there a couple in in the khl as well but you look at the average age it's less than 24 is the average age of the the canadian team and I'm not sure if they've got the experience in there that they need. Uh, for for a lot of these players, you've got players there. Um, no, DiPetrio, De DePetri,o 21 years old, AHL goalie. A couple of NCAA's in there. WHL defenseman. You've got Justin Danforth from the from the KHL. You've got another couple of of AHL forwards. <laughs> Did Canada send their Spengler Cup roster by mistake? Well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Canada... Are, do they struggle a bit because the NHL has been pushed back slightly because of the, the delayed start and everything? Have, have they not got the players that they normally get to choose from or are they just not gelling and, and struggling in this World Championships? be interesting. When we come back next week, and I believe the that, uh, that Hayden will be with me don't know if we'll do it live or um recorded i mean from my point of view i prefer it live because i can interact with with you in the in the live chat and and bounce off you a bit particularly when i'm on my own um, but you know it will be the end of the uh the group stages if Canada don't make it i think there's almost got to be quite a bit of an autopsy as to as to why canada didn't make it out of the group stages of the World Championship. You know, you have a look at the... um, You have a look at the World Rankings, Canada, the best side in the world. Now, I'm not saying that they have sent the best side to the World Championships, but the number one ranked side in the world, don't make it out of the group stages of the World Championships. You've got... And again, no disrespect to some of these teams... But at the moment, in the um, in the playoff places of that group, you've got Latvia, who are ranked 10th. Yes, OK, the USA and Finland are, are ranked highly. Finland are ranked 3rd, USA are ranked 6th, Germany are ranked 7th, and Latvia are ranked 10th. And Canada are, are, are ranked 1st. And they're not performing at this world championship yes i think some of it has to do with the squad but you would think even uh that what i would almost call the second tier canadians would be able to get themselves into the playoffs of, of, of the world Championships, and that's taking nothing away from the other countries but i know something is not right with that uh, with that canada squad Anyway, right, it is now five to seven hour time. I'll put it back onto there. And yes, I think that will just about do it for this episode of the Europook podcast. Uh, whether you've uh, watched us live today, caught up with us, if you uh, can I know that um, today was very kind of short notice for for a lot of people it was short notice for me as well i had a number of other things going on i didn't know if i'd do it today or tomorrow and it depended a lot on uh external factors and i wanted to tie it in around the the great britain games so we could watch those but uh, if you like it live let us know and we'll see if we can get a slot every week that that uh this will be live particularly for next season and i will bring the world championships to a close and then um we will, I know Hayden is uh, going off to, to Canada, um, so we'll have a bit of a break over summer. And then hopefully come back uh, next season. Still 2 0 to Sweden in their game against Switzerland and 1 um between uh, Finland and Norway. Uh, yes, Anthony, do it all again tomorrow on his stream on Twitter. Banners on the wall. Uh, on Twitter and banners on the uh is his website where he talks all things uh, in the second and third tier in the um, in the English league. Uh, yes, not great, Even though I had some more to task with the match, yes, well, I appreciate you being there uh, with us. But uh, if you have enjoyed. T- Today's show or any of our other shows, you can check us out on Twitter at Europuck Podcast. And I would say if you've uh, enjoyed myself and Hayden today, but obviously he's not here, you can see him on there at OldmanRushYT. Uh, If you haven't already subscribed to his YouTube channel, he's uh, getting close to 30,000 subscribers. It would be great if we could get him to 30,000 subscribers in the not-too-distant future. You can check him out there at OddmanRushYT or you can check out myself at Chris underscore Gadsby. And again, we'll be uh, back next week if it's either be live or it'll be uh, on Friday, 9am British summertime. It will be posted live on YouTube But uh, that is it for this episode of the Up podcast. Stay safe, look after yourself and somebody else. And uh, we'll be back next week for the end of the group stage of the IIHF World Championships.